Spider-Verse. Welcome to episode 20 of the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. We are proud members of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. If you want to check out all the other shows on this network, uh, including my other show, Straight Outta Gotham, please head on over to BatmanOnFilm.com, clicking that podcast drop-down and checking out what everyone else has to talk about, because those guys have great shows, great topics, and you're definitely going to want to pay attention to the good stuff. Again, welcome to episode 20. Uh, I am the host of this show. I am Peter Arvera, and today I'm very uh, very happy to bring uh, some wonderful crew of guests, talk about some wonderful stories. Uh, for the first time on the show, we have Chad Mentz, uh, the Bayou Brawler, the big man from down south, Louisiana Zone. Uh, he's going to be joining us to talk some Fox animated Spidey. We're going to talk some Morbius. We're going to talk some Punishers, so that's good stuff there. Adam will be joining me for Amazing Spider-Man 35 and 36. Things are getting crazy and amazing right now. Um, still feeling the effects of Dark Web and whatever Ben Riley had up his sleeve in uh, Limbo. So we'll discuss that, and then I will go one-on-one with you guys, and we're going to talk some spine-tingling Spider-Man, a uh, one-off uh, series, it looks like, but uh, with a couple, I, th- I think it's got two more issues left. Uh, so that'll be fun. The cover says it's scary as all hell, the scariest Marvel book ever made, so we're going to get a, get a good look at that, read it, break it down, have some fun. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in once again, so stay tuned after the jingle, because we're going to get into the good stuff. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. We have a uh, we have a first time guest uh, uh, with us and uh, a very special guest. It's first time, uh, buddy of mine. I met off Twitter. Uh, he's contributed to BatmanOnFilm.com. He does a bunch of other things on the internet, and he'll get into all that stuff. But uh, I'd like to welcome Chad Metz to the show for the first time. Chad, welcome aboard. Thanks for having me, Pete. I appreciate it, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah, man. Um, well, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some animated Spider Man. And two episodes uh, specifically involving uh, Morbius and the Punisher. Um, <laughs> as I drag up the titles here, um, Chad, what's your experience with the Fox animated Spider-Man show? Like, you, did you grow up watching it? Like, how did you come about it? Just all that jazz. Yeah. So uh, the Fox show debuted. I think I was twelve, mm-hmm. um, and I I just started collecting comic books, and I remember getting. I had like one of those lithograph things uh, when they were oh, promoting they were the show. everywhere in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, and I got. I remember having that. And I was like so excited. So I was like waiting for the show to debut, and yeah. So I grew up watching the show. Um, in general, I love the show. We can get into how my mm-hmm. feelings about the show are now, mm-hmm. um, but I will say like this specific season. I've had very strong feelings about it since I saw it as a kid, and they're still okay. there. Okay. So uh, now you grew, you grew up loving it. Now you're kind of older. Now you're kind of critiquing it. You can kind of see some of the uh, the obvious, like uh, Spider Man's not allowed to punch anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like I was I was good with that. Like a whole, there's a whole bunch of kicks, and there's a lot of webs. That you know, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my growing up is more. Uh, I guess I'm going into uh, you know animated snobbery, and this show is like I like notorious. that term actually. It's not bad. Yeah, oh, feel free to steal that one. Uh, <laughs> but um, this show is notorious for just take reusing shots over and over from one yes. episode. It'll just tr- keep going on. And even as a kid, I noticed it, and it would bother no, me. No, you were but... a smart kid. I guess I was a dumb kid. <laughs> but it's like, like I know there's an episode there. In these episodes, I know there's a shot that I'm pretty sure came from the Dr. Octopus episode 
in the first season. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would have been able to pinpoint that as a kid, but I'm like, I've seen that before, even then. So, but a lot of cartoons back then, they did that. And, you know, we just dealt with it because we had nothing better. And this is Spider-Man. So I'm like, fine, cool. I, I can live with that. But uh, like watching it now, mm-hmm. I can appreciate the stories for most of the most of the uh, series, but the animation kills me. It just drives me. Really? Nuts. Yeah. yeah. I, I I do notice that sometimes things don't look as good. I mean, most of the, I'm watching this on my Apple TV. I bought this, as everyone knows, digitally years ago. But since it's your first time, I don't know how often you've seen the show, but. I bought this digitally. I've had this for years. So, like, I'm watching it in, like, you know, it's got the black bars on the side. It's, it, it's old school. That's standard definition. Um, oh, man. Yeah, it's not as smooth as, it, as say, like, sensational. But um, it's, a t- it's a product of its time. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, specifically, episode six and seven. Episode six is Morbius, and episode seven is, um, wow, what is it called? No, I think it's Enter the Punisher. Enter the Punisher. Um I I enjoyed these two episodes. This is actually my first experience to Morbius. A lot of my first experiences involving Spider-Man have come from this show. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the movies obviously did not come out till much later. Uh, I was I was in high school by that time. I was probably a sophomore, 2000, uh, 2002, right? When did Spider-Man come out? 2000, I don't even remember, dude. It's been 2002. Was 2002. 2002 oh, I, yeah, oh, I, was, I remember. I, it's been so long so long and so many spider-men ago um so yeah like so this was kind of like really my first dive into it before even before comic books so a lot of my spider-man lore i had to learn was not this was not lore but it was my introduction mm-hmm. and um more i i get what they did with morbius and the hands and the plasma and things he still kind of got his vampire <laughs> effect um i i do think it's weird though how he's like i don't know it, He's from like Transylvania, and he's got the bat stuff. It's 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 a little too on the nose for me. As a kid, right. I probably really dug it, but now as like I'm like, Morbius is kind of dumb right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't remember if it was the show or mm. uh, like I, right around this time or like right before this, the uh, Maximum Carnage storyline happened in the comics, and Morbius is in there. So I don't know if I saw him. And I think they first, happened around the same time, to be honest. Yeah, they're really close. But, uh, 93, 94, yeah. Yeah, and so I don't know. I don't remember if I saw him in the, the, the that comic first or this. Um, I think I saw him in the comic first because he didn't really offend me then. And then I saw the show. And yeah, much of what, my, what informed me about Morbius came from this show. Mm-hmm. And we, can, we will make fun of the plasma stuff because I, I got jokes. But... Like everything, everything about him, like how he became Morbius and that stuff, it, it all, all my thoughts come from this show. And I didn't it like him. It so universal monsters to me. Yeah. Oh, like he, I mean, is, is he from Transylvania straight up? I know they gave him I, that accent. They gave him that accent. He's from like that old country, you know, like they make it seem like he's from Transylvania. You yeah, know, the yeah. bats and, are the reason why people are dying off in his homeland and everything, but. Yeah, that now that is a, a hearing that like in the year of 2023, I'm like, well, that hits like a, a whole different kind of home now than it did <laughs> back then. But um, yeah, the yeah, it was it was a virus that basically ruined his country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, <laughs> so I, I guess can it's relatable. <laughs> yeah, I can, I didn't. Who knew? You know, 20 years later, 
Be like, damn, be boy, miss, I relate it. with you. But we can fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, but yeah, he he. I just didn't like him. I never, I never. Not like I don't like him. I just don't like the whole thing of vampires. I don't. I don't really like them with like regular superheroes. You're not a so, blade guy. You can't get into blade. I like. I'm fine with blade as a vampire hunter that does vampire hunter things. But like he's himself. got his lane. Yeah. Yeah. I got. You. I mean, he can. He can. Like he can see them on the street and like, hey. See, wait, this is this is this is different for you. Usually, usually you're the one on the internet arguing about the shared universe with me. I I. I am, and I think they can be together, and I think they can, like, you know, we have, have a, a cup of coffee, but, <laughs> but, but, so, because watching it as a kid, mm-hmm. this entire season felt like, it just felt like a drag, and it felt like it took forever. It feels like one long episode, to be honest. Yeah, and, it, I mean, it's, going back, it, it wasn't until I went back for this that I realized it's only 13 episodes, but, I mean, as a kid, it felt like... This this was like six months and it's just killing me. Mm-hmm. And there's a big chunk of this is just vampires because then Blade shows up and that's how I yeah. got to know anything about Blade. Like, yeah, same and here. So, like, if you just take that chunk out and just put it by itself, I'm cool. But it's like intertwined into everything else that happens in this season. I'm yeah, like, well, a lot of the, uh, well, you know, he's dealing with, uh, in to get really into what Chad's talking about is. Spider-Man's really, he's really diving into the Marvel Universe now, mostly because he is, as Kirk Connors explains to him, that he, he's mutating. So that obviously mm-hmm. leads to his interactions with X-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, that's what we're just coming off of. And now he's even going deeper into the MCU lore, dealing with uh, Morbius and now uh, uh, the Punisher. Uh, so like he, he's, he's, he's going out there, and I kind of dig this. And by episode's end of the whole Morbius thing, he's got the eight arms. So it's like, he looks like <laughs> yeah. arms. He looks really cool, but... Um, I think it's funny how you don't like Morbius, but they wrote Morbius as like sort of a villain. He's stealing Peter's girls. He's stealing Peter's science project. <laughs> like they wrote him so you don't like him, but you just don't like him because of what they wrote, not because of how they wrote him. Yeah. So I think that's pretty funny. Yeah, and like I've even gone back and I've I started reading like the my goal was to read the entire Amazing Run. So I got to the part where there is Morbius, and there's a yeah. lot of that in this. But because how because of how I feel about this, I'm just like. I'm through with you before you even like really show up. How do you but feel about the film? The uh, Morbius. Um, again, it, like when I found it out, I'm like, it just triggers these thoughts, and I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. And the, I, you, I watched it. I did too. It's something. It, it, yes, it is something. <laughs> is a word for it. Uh, <laughs> so it in its own right is like if you if you like this kind of campy monster kind of fun. You can have fun with Morbius. I can see the value in that. I'm still like, this dude does not need to have his own movie because he just, I mean. The movie I mean, was this, actually more faithful than I think the comic book was in terms of origin. I think it is. Uh, he, he's I'm, not like lightening up a bat that bites him because he's playing around science experiments. So. No, no, no. Well, there's I mean, still he kinda experiments. Is, but yeah. He, yeah, he's kind of, he's trying to fix himself, but yeah. I think that's what happened in the comics. But yeah, I think, I think the movie's actually, that, that was about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After but, that. But everything Morbius to me, except, except for Maximum Carnage. So I do think I saw that first. Everything Ooh. Morbius to me is tainted by this cartoon because <laughs> maximum carnage he is like inoffensive to me 
Um, and he actually uses his fangs and like, I think he kills some bad guys and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, so he's like really a vampire because in the cartoon, yes, he is a vampire, but we got to deal with, which I didn't know until I was older. Like, uh, oh yeah. All the restrictions, all the restrictions. That's why he doesn't it's bite funny, anybody. We get on Disney, right? Disney's got a lot of restrictions. Like I'm worried about Deadpool right now and what yeah. Disney, how to Disneyfy Deadpool, but this this was a Fox product, and they just you know they kidified it, I guess. And I, don't I mean, know. I ate it, it up. The, it used to run at ten o'clock in the morning on Saturdays. There's no way you're getting away with uh, vampire. I used to catch it after school as well, Monday through. Maybe it was like twice a week after school. Maybe maybe they did start running it afterwards. I remember when it first started. It was like Saturday mornings. It was Spider Man. Yeah. Then it was X Men, and it was like the last block of Fox mm-hmm. Kids. Because yeah. I had to get, I had to yeah, wait through all Fox the other kids stuff. too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to wait through all the other stuff that I didn't want to see, and then watch those, and then it was time to go do stuff. <laughs> and so that that okay. was my Saturday mornings. So you're you're not big on the whole uh, Morbius side of this uh, dynamic duo of episodes that we've done. What, now I think the Punisher, Enter the Punisher, is actually one of the better episodes in the series. Um, I, I love the characterization of the Punisher. I think they did a good job knowing how much they have to tone it down for every other character world the fact that this guy's like he's still able he's you know he's able to shoot guns the police are able to shoot guns it's cool (laughs) watching spidey shoot him up a wall i I don't know i I dig it i you know there's a lot that um i find out that he uh, punisher warzone that third live action movie is pretty faithful that's probably the most faithful of the act actually of the live action films that we've seen up until the tv show um, and, you know, because they have microchip in there and he's helping them out. And I like the battle van and everything. So this is really my first dig into Punisher. And like, he's another character like I saw, like Spider-Man. And I've been hooked for life. Like, he's probably one of my favorite Marvel characters. Man, I'm just I'm just going to kick everybody in the teeth because I don't like the Punisher. But what is wrong I, with you? You like anything? <laughs> I do. Like the whole the whole. I come to it to superheroes as like, you know, these big altruistic, I'm trying to save people's things and Punisher's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm trying to save them, but I'm going to cap this dude too. And, and I'm like, eh, I don't know about all that, but I, again, I see the value Punisher. I don't, anybody that likes him, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like Morbius, this episode informed almost everything I knew about Punisher up to that point. Uh, I, cause I know microchips a big part of it, but, we hadn't really like up until this. I'd never seen him in anything before. He he didn't come into the movies until we got Punisher Warzone. Um, but he was in that the Punisher video game that if people remember, well, he that. had a movie. He had uh, he had the uh, the Thomas Jane movie too. Yeah, Microchip wasn't in that one. It was just no, no. That was just war. That was just it was uh, just yeah. Uh, just okay, it was just right, Punisher by himself. Trump. I think he fought the Russian and which John is Kevin Travolta. Nash. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Nash. Yeah. Um, but when like when that movie came out, I'm like, where's where's Mike? Where's microchip? Because yeah. I'm used to microchip from this show and and that video game subsequently. But yeah, they for the restrictions they had, it's a pretty faithful adaptation of the Punisher, mm-hmm. uh, and they pushed it as much as they could because they microchip's constantly saying, "Hey, don't kill him. I know yeah. you kill everybody else. Don't kill this one." And he and he does it. He's like, okay, cool. I won't do it for a while. And he's like, you know what? Eventually, starts doing what his thing. And and they pushed it as far as you could for five kids. So I I got to give him credit for that. If you didn't, if you knew any nothing about the Punisher, and we gave you this episode and say, okay, take out the most cartoony parts, and this is Punisher. I think 
people will get a good idea of who he is mm-hmm. from watching this. Yeah, I, I, I think the story is interwoven really well. You know, you have to introduce the Punisher, but why is he after Spider-Man? He, he's uh, he's cleaning up New York City his way. Uh, Morbius has been, you know, air quotes, kidnapped by Spider-Man. Meanwhile, he's out there just, you know, eating his plasma dinner. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Felicia Hardy's involved. She's not too happy about it. She's the st- she's one of the stolen bridesmaids of Peter Parker. Right. <laughs> right? right. So while Morbius is out there just pe- trying to be, uh, you know, Peter Parker light, um, it's interesting how Punisher is in there trying to save Morbius and he has no idea. So there's that, that, that cool conflict where mm. Spider-Man and all his arms are trying to figure things out. And he's there with, uh, oh, what is her name? Is it, why do I want to call her Covington? Dr. Um, it's Dr. Crawford. Crawford, yes. Dr. Crawford, Craven's ex-girlfriend. So that's, that's you know, eventually Craven gets involved in, in this episode, you know, later as well. The next is, episode, yeah. Which is foreshadowing for the future. So he's just... You know, we're just get, we're getting the gang back together from season one, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kind of dig all the moving parts. You know, I just I do. I, whoever this guy who voiced Punisher is, I really got a kick out of him. I, yeah, I don't. I I normally keep up with who voices who, but I've never. I didn't bother to look for his name any of the times I watched it. Mm. Uh, but he is like he's distinct and he's different from everybody else. But I just never figured out who he was. I don't know if he did anything else at, uh, before or after this. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm trying to figure out here. Let's see what Suits Fandom has to say. Uh, I can't see. No. No, I can't find it. Well, he, I think he did a good job. I, I, battle Van. Like, I <laughs> he says Battle Van. It stands out on my head. I don't know. It's cool. But I... I dig this. Like, I'm really excited to see, because here's the thing. I like this a lot because this is leading up to one of my favorite uh, parts of the show, which is the, the whole man spider saga. Like, I'm really interested to getting to that part. So, like, this is the buildup of that. Um, like, I think it was, like, maybe two, three years ago, Marvel Legends finally released a six-armed Spider-Man figure. You know, I was able yeah. to pick that thing up. Like, this is this is a big, this is something Spider-Man-wise that, um in comics, like like I grew up, I read Identity Crisis. It's not the best Spider-Man story ever, but like that's my Spider-Man story growing up. That's that was like the comic book I was able to like collect reading as a kid. For me, for this, it's it's really the six arm saga, like more so even than the black suit because I I just thought it was so cool how he becomes like an actual furry spider. <laughs> Point. So <laughs> the build up to that really is a lot of anticipation, and I get I'm I'm very anxious to see where where it goes from here because. You know, like I haven't sat down and because of the show, I've been able to sit down and watch every episode at least once a month. And it's all like coming back to me. So like, it's kind of like watching it for the first time. There's certain things I remember, but a lot of it is like, it's all coming back. Yeah. I haven't watched these particular ones in years. Uh, when, you know, when Disney plus launched, I watched the the first season. Cause I think that's the best season. And like, particularly like the first oh, season episode, three is nuts. Season three is nuts. See, I haven't even looked at the list for that one. I have to remember, like, that because there was a point the show ran for like four seasons, so maybe like, even five. I think maybe five. Whatever the, the the tail end of the show happened, right around the time I was like sixteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch it as much. But the first, like the first three, those are the ones I know the most. And then it became um, like Spider Man Unlimited, right? And it was just so fun. Oh yeah, Spider when that yeah Spider Man Unlimited happened, I was still in high school, and I was like, I am not even. Yeah, it's five seasons. It's five seasons. It's five seasons. Okay. So, yeah, I was about, uh, I was 12 when this started. So, yeah, I was pushing seven, probably about seven, almost 17 when it ended. So, I didn't watch as much towards the end. 
But uh, this, like this season, is burned into my brain because. So I don't like the whole superhero loses their power stuff, and that that's what this whole. Yeah. It's not what this whole season is, but that's what it felt like watching. There's parts kid. of it. Yeah, yeah. The first the the first chunk is when he starts losing his powers, and you get the whole fake. The well, the Sinister Six that we can't call Sinister Six. Oh, what did they call them? Oh, I they're the Insidious Six. I will yes. never forget no, that. They, well, no, no, did they call them the Insidious Six? Oh, know. yeah, they are. It, it's the Insidious Six. Because okay. uh, I, I, I know that's the title. That I think the first episode and Kingpin says that he's like my Insidious Six at some point, and I was like, that's but they're the Sinister Six. Just say whatever. Is that's one of the rules they couldn't do, but it just felt. Like that's only like two episodes, and my memories of it, it felt like freaking weeks. Like he's fighting these dudes, he got no yeah. powers, he's slipping off walls. I'm done with this. I think it's because the whole season has the neogenic like uh, title it's, name that makes it seem like it's a lot longer than it is. Yeah, it, the neogenic nightmare that again yeah. burned my brain. Uh, but pretty much after this next episode, he has his powers back. It's just. And then they go off and do other stuff. I think they do the, the tablet at some point in this season. But mm-hmm. watching it live, it just, I mean, it felt like it went on forever. But Oh, man. Part- I, I'm looking forward to see what happens next. I actually don't remember. I want to see how he actually clears his name here. Oh, I don't remember. I watched the I watched the one after this, but I haven't finished watching the season. So Because mm-hmm. I, I watched these two, and then I watched the last one, the next one, to now, finish well- up this before but the I show, didn't watch the when was the last season? time you put it on? Huh? Before your appearance here, when was the last time you actually sat down to watch these? Oh, it probably would have been the show as a whole. It probably would have been last year. Mm-hmm. This season, um, it's been years. Because yeah. even when I was doing, when I first put it on, I knew when I was getting to season two, and I just kind of like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wait to get there in no mm-hmm. particular rush. But you're you're a big sensational guy. That's your favorite cartoon now. Uh, spectacular. I, so, yeah, I'm sorry, spectacular. I, yes. Yeah, I think spectacular is the best Spider-Man TV animated TV show. It's good. Um, it's it's up there. I I have a hard time picking between this and that. And to be brutally honest, see, and wait, I, I love the fact that they're totally different from each other. Like it, you can't say like one is a copy of another. Like they're no, they're no, totally their own thing. Well, with my. When I got into, because I didn't watch Spectacular when it first came out, because I didn't like the art style. Uh, I thought it was dumb, and it came out I think in around 2009. So mm-hmm. I would have been late 20s, and I was like, I'm not watching this. And then eventually I did, and I'm like, oh, this it's it's a ser- it's serialized all the way through. Mm-hmm. The animation is consistent, and it's just it, like it all makes sense. And if you've read the the whole the amazing run particularly like the first couple of years there's a lot of that sensational yeah. i bought it here right here hold my hand i bought i bought the complete series on blu-ray when it first came out because i never watched it i never had time i was <laughs> i believe i was in college when it came out so when i actually sat down to watch it i was i was i was blown away by how amazing it was and their takes and i like what they did with the black suit and oh i love that yeah so i was really i i i do think it's Anyone who tells me that um, um, uh, spectacular is their favorite, where I can't, I can't argue with you. Right. You know, and I, I know. Comes at me and says Gotham's their favorite Batman TV show. We're gonna have. One. <laughs> Wait, did you watch that all the way through? Gotham. Oh yeah, it was dreadful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know if I made it through the first season. 
I watched the bunch. I stopped of it. originally, but yeah, I had to pick. Oh god, it was horrible. Oh, oh man, I, I... it's bad TV. <laughs> That's before we all knew Jada Pinkett was crazy. <laughs> I forgot she was in that show. Yeah, that's right. She was the yeah. Penguins' boss. She was at one point. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, I, I'm I'm sorry, Pete. No, I like to talk about my pain. But <laughs> I do. I did enjoy these two show, these two episodes. I think it's cool. I, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Peter's dealing with a lot of conflict. Obviously, he's got the arms. Him and MJ are on the rocks. Uh, Morbius is stealing all his side chicks too. So like, it, it's weird for a guy who doesn't for a guy who complains about girls. Peter's got tons of them. Yeah, um, that, <laughs> yeah. That there was a point I'm watching this. I'm like, wait. He's upset he can't go out with Mary Jane, but I just saw him try to get with Felicia Hardy, and he and just don't forget about Deborah. Deborah, <laughs> De- and Deborah's always there. Like he, I don't think he ever like directly makes a pass, but it's clear. Deborah makes would, enough passes. Deborah makes yeah, passes at everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, oh yeah, because eventually she does do that thing with Flash. I don't know yeah. if we got to that yet. She would have done things with Morbius if he wasn't trying to go beat Peter. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I did get that feeling Deborah's in this episode. trying to get it in, let's be honest. She's in college right now. <laughs> I'm not mad at her. I was in college, too. No, I, understand I wish I knew more of her. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I just, I dig it. I'm so, you're the second person to come on here and not have a good, not, not have a good time on the show, but didn't enjoy the show. Uh, Kowalski came on. He didn't like his two episodes. I think he did the Insidious Six with me. See, it's funny it, that you bring that up. I I am not surprised that he didn't like the Insidious Six. I think he would. I think we'd be very close on how we feel about. He's absolutely insane. One. I can't predict Kowalski. <laughs> I mean, that's true too. But but there's a lot of takes that I'm like, okay, I see it. Me and him are here on some of this. Oh, you guys. Oh, I don't I don't know what they're feeding you down the bayou. <laughs> if you start to think like Kowalski, it's, it's trouble. It's trouble. But hey, I'm I'm glad to have you on. This was a blast. I had a lot of fun talking about this. I'm gonna have to have you on again. Oh, so please honestly, do. Anytime great. I will watch anything Spider-Man, so I'll be here. Yeah. I'll get you in and definitely when we get to Spectacular, because that's probably uh that's probably it's, I want to cover Spectacular. I actually want to cover the MTV Spider-Man show next because that's a lot smaller. But yeah. I'm definitely getting to Spectacular at some point, so I'll have you on for that. And I'll have you on for MTV as well. And and when I still got a bunch of seasons for this. So we got plans, we got episodes, so I'm gonna we're definitely going to have you on, but uh, I appreciate you coming on for this segment. It was a blast. Why don't you uh, plug away and tell everybody where they can find you? Well, right now you can find me on Twitter, I guess, Threads, and Blue Sky, all at The Mets Theory. Uh, we'll see which one implodes first and where I'm left standing. Uh, and I occasionally do a podcast with my friend. It's called The Movies on the Brain. If you go to my Twitter handle, you'll find the podcast there. All right. Uh, well, thanks, guys. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to get on to segment three of the show. And, uh, you know, I'll talk to you about, uh, or actually, uh, yeah, segment, it'll, be, it'll be segment three. I don't even know how my own show goes. So just, just do me a favor and stay tuned after the jingle, all right? All right. Uh, we welcome Adam back for his uh, monthly appearance. Adam, welcome back to the show. It's always a pleasure to have you. It's good to be back. And it's always, uh, it's always fun to chat with you about uh, all things Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, and uh, we've got some things to talk about because they 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 did some things. They, they did. did. Some, they did issues thirty five and thirty six. They did some things. So some let's of the things get... we forecasted too in the last couple yeah. episodes. So yeah. So issue thirty five is kind of finishing up where we left off previously. Uh, Peter's kind of full of rage, trying to you know, he wants his revenge, and now Norman's is recruited Craven uh, the Hunter Junior. 
<laughs> to uh, help take him down with this spear and stuff. And to be honest, I'm actually more interested in what the book foreshadowed than what the book was actually about. Like it's teasing this upcoming Spider-Man gang war that yes. they're kind of uh, teasing a little bit with it, even in issue 36, but mostly, it, mostly in 36, but a little bit in 35. And uh, you know, even the, uh, the Norman Osborn stuff I, I found interesting at the end of the book. Yeah. So the main story of 35 was interesting. I liked it more than 36 a whole lot, but like still like I'm done with uh, limbo. <laughs> I'm officially done. Well, that's that was thirty six, right? The limbo is mostly 36. well. It was thirty. It's like you know, what's her name is alluding to it in like yeah, yeah limbo yeah. and everything. It's it's heavy in thirty six though. Which yeah, is, yeah. Um, but um, you know, I, I I did like the you know, uh, Norman and Craven stuff and trying to sort of shake Peter out of his out of his you know dark dark face. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, and so to speak, uh, so I really like that stuff. Specifically, you know, I said last week or last month, I should say, there was a moment where where Peter alluded to Gwen's death. Yes, and he did it again here. And it's like when he when he threatens to kill uh, what the hell's that guy's name, Paul? Paul. Uh, I can never. I can never. Paul, remember. Mary Jane's not so husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever he is. Uh, basically, the Cyclops of the. Uh, uh, of the uh, of the Spider-Man universe, yes, um, but um, w without the cool powers, but um, you know where he, he's hanging him over 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 the edge of a building, mm. and, you know, he's like, I'll, I'll do something that will really hurt MJ, and he's like, I know from experience that this works. You know, him just alluding to that incident again just shows you how off the rails Peter is, because yeah, you know that's normally something that he'd never. That's not a subject that he. He used to to, to to make a point. It's, 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 this is the probably this issue is probably the darkest I've ever seen Peter Parker. Yeah, I mean, and it's was, not even a symbiote suit, right? Yeah, like this is just yeah, black black just cloth. Black. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, you know. uh, so, so, but it was that was really dark, um, you know. And the, the, the whole crafting of the spear stuff. I, I'm sorry. Whenever you know the the, the weapon of a spear, I, I knew you were doing it. I knew you were going to do it. Been ruined by by Zack Snyder and BBS because all I kept thinking was somebody scream Martha and see what I happened. kept thinking of you and Donnie uh, the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so while I was reading the book, you can imagine <laughs> I'm texting Donnie. I'm like, you should see this book. Um, but um, but so yeah, that was a little you know, I'm like, okay, what's going on with the spirit? Um, but and even with with. Um, Again, like you said, the, the more intriguing stuff was the ending. Once they've mm -hmm. sort of, sort of, uh, you know, gotten the darkness out of Peter, and and you know, it's it, you know, Norman is talking about how he always knew that 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 the, the his his demons and his evils would 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 come back home, right? Mm -hmm. And there was that scene where he gets taken over by uh, the, the goblin or is sort of uh, not taken over, but sort of, you know, we metaphorically see the goblin persona knocking on the door or the other yes. side of the desk as it, as it would be. And that was a cool image, by the way, that, that imagery of mm -hmm. Norman looking, looking down and seeing the goblin in the reflection was really cool. I really love that image. Yeah. I liked how they had Norman kind of save the day, not the gold goblin. Yeah. And, I thought that was an interesting point. 
And that was that was the the beauty of it is that he's sort of by default becoming the goblin again mm. in a selfless act to save Peter. Yes. It's not it's not let me become the goblin again because I hate Peter and still have a vendetta against him. It's for altruistic reasons. So it makes you sympathize with uh, and feel bad for Norman even more. Mm. Uh, and I'm not always a fan of I gotta feel bad or or sympathize with every villain. Yeah. But I think with certain Spidey villains, it's it's a little different that, that you kind of want that, or it's kind sure. of built in their DNA. So I, I did like the way they went about it. It wasn't just very a, tragic. It just yeah, it, yeah. you know he just can't escape yeah. as, as as much as he's trying, he just can't escape it's, the inevitable, which is the great album to have a good yeah. life. Poor, yeah. poor guy. He just and he's actually giving it a shot this time. He's doing. He's trying to do the, everything the right way. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of interesting. It's one of the things Wells has done that I have found really fascinating in his writing since he's funny, taken over. On the, on the cover, didn't, or in the solicitation, I think it said, you know, make sure to catch this issue because it sets up the next twenty four. I think it was this issue. It sets up the mm-hmm. next twenty four issues. Well, the cover was a big deal. Remember when they yeah, first released yeah. this cover? Yeah, and everybody panicked. And, and, yeah. yeah, it's not even in the story. <laughs> Turns out it was, just, it was just a cool cover to sell a book. Imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> Who they knew? did their job. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew people do that? Unbelievable. Well, how do you feel about Adam? How do you feel about Jackpot and Mary Jean having powers? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not necessarily a fan. Uh, like it's just like it's like it reminds me. It's got the the, the 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 and and I love it. So you know, I'm not poking fun at it when I say this. But it reminds me of that, that CWism where if yes. they have a superhero show, everybody's going to be a hero. It's like everybody's got powers. And yeah, like, everyone's oh, involved. That's too. not what I signed up for. Like, why? Like, yeah, it, I'm with I you. It's it, not my favorite. I don't thing. love it. Yeah. I actually enjoyed uh, the Mary Jane Black Cat books. Um, uh, I believe it was, they, I think they were one shots. Um, yes. I thought that was pretty decent. Um and she had powers then. I think it's all how you use her really, but like overall, it's not my favorite thing. Um, I could do really without it. I prefer her not to have powers. Mm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I prefer I not to charge, see this goblin queen again. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like again, it's she's in the background. And she's, she's she's trying to get at Norman or trying to bring him back. So mm-hmm. maybe her story will pick up and have some real agency now that that seems to be the case going forward. We'll see. But she's I was just like, really been a background player. Yeah, I I also say I did enjoy the appearance of Craven throughout the book. So like, while the story isn't yeah. really my type of thing, there were a lot of elements within the yeah. book that I found enjoyable. I thought Craven's yeah. you know Craven's challenge of Spider Man. I thought it was interesting how he says this was unworthy of you. How you know we're used to you know his father basically thinking Spider Man of a worthy adversary and finally you know it, it was just an interesting play on words. I just yeah. I thought that this younger Craven is, is he uh, he. Uh, he fit the bill, you know. He he. I think if you didn't tell me who what happened with the original Craven, I would have easily believed that this is him. Yeah, you could easily get confused, right? Like, yeah. you know, if you haven't so. been reading the title for quite some time, it'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Be uh, you wouldn't have any problem with it because he just yeah. fits the mold really well. They do yeah. a good job with that. But yeah, but overall, this is just weird. Like the the beginning and the end is really what fascinates me. Gang war and then Norman. Yeah, the gang war. I don't know where Norman fits in the gang war either. That's the most interesting. Well, the interesting thing about gang war to me is like you forget that the reason why maybe I gravitate to somebody you know to characters like Batman and Spider Man in this case Spider Man is that they have that ability to like straddle both 
you know, the, the, the crazy superheroic stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the street stuff. And yeah. so they, they seem to be employing that with, with, with Spider-Man. I agree uh, with that. Going forward. So I'm, 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 I'm really looking forward. Like the setup was really cool. And I'm like, all right, I'm, 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 I'm intrigued. And I know we're getting a bunch of crossover, like, like miniseries titles. And I don't know if I'm going to get them all because that's insane. But I am going to. I like, agree with you. There's so much you can do. <laughs> it does include Daredevil, and I'm going to pick the, like the Electra Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always have to quantify now that there are two of them. <laughs> so I'm going to pick. I, I like that she's going to be involved, and I'm going to pick that one up along with the, the Spidey stuff. But but I'm really intrigued by this event. Like to go from what we've just been reading with all this supernatural stuff. Yeah. And then to the ground stuff. Like I like that that Spidey is so malleable that he can do both. That's no, I agree. With the strengths you. of the character. I, I, I agree with you 100%. I'm, I'm all in on this gang war. Um, you know, just looking at the tease itself, it was, you know, just Owl and uh, Kingpin and Hammerhead and uh, Tombstone will be back into it as, as well as his yeah. daughter. She will still play into it. We'll see what the Robertsons have to do with that. But, all, you mm-hmm. know, you, like you said, you mentioned Electra Daredevil, uh, Spider-Boy, uh, looks like Robbie Robertson, She-Hulk, Spider-Woman, Miles, of course. So half of New York City is involved in that thing, and that's that, that's kind of more of my my jam yeah, with Spider Man. That many heroes, they should all be involved in the whole, in the proceedings because what are they all doing? Otherwise? Hey, New York's a big city. I've been there a few yeah. times. Let me yeah. tell you, it's, uh, they need all the help. People, get. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on into thirty six, I I'm to be honest, I, I I was like, what the hell's going on? First, I'm not a huge fan of. Her. I don't even know how to say his name. Rec, rec rap, like it's, it's one of Peter those. Parker backwards, folks. No, it's, I know, I, I know, but it's like, what the hell is it? What, what do I call him? This, yeah. this mutant. Uh, I don't even think. It's, I don't know what it is. Well, but, I'll tell you what you call him to make it easier. Bizarro Spider-Man, because that's what he is. A great call, wonderful. I agree with you 100 percent on that. Um, I don't know what he's looking for in this guy's attic. I just, I don't get it. This is one of those things from Limbo that I don't like. But what I do like is the fact that Silvermane had at least like two pages in this book. Yeah. And he's going to be, he's, he's, he's hell bent on bringing back the mafia aspect of the, uh, of the New York crime scene as, uh, and as fellow Italians, we can appreciate that as always. So I'm all down for that. I'm down for more hammerhead. I have no idea what else was going on in this book. It seemed to be Peter chasing around a bunch of limbo things and rack rap and okay, whatever. I'm yeah. <laughs> like, like here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I do like the dynamic between Peter and Bizarro Spider-Man. Um, I'm actually a bigger fan of Peter and Spider-Boy. I thought that was actually very good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, by the way, side note: Did Spider Boy number one come out yet? Because I gotta, I gotta pick that up if it did. I don't think. So. Okay. I don't remember. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I gotta look that up on. Uh, I might. Have, I feel like if it did, I would have covered it somehow. Look that up on my on my Amazon, my Kindle app. But in a minute, after we're done, but um, so I did like the dynamic between the two. But again, I'm still. I'm like, why? What? What is he looking for? Like, it's not clear. He's like, I gotta go to this attic and. Yeah, it's very well, vague. Okay, what, what are you looking for? Like. But, you know, brace yourself, Pete, because we got, I think, two or three more issues of this based mm-hmm. on just my, the pre-orders and the solicitations that I that I looked through the other night. I think it's like oh, two I'm, issues I'm, of this. I'm like, get me through this so I can get to Gang War, to it's be just, honest so, I think it's just another two issues, so it's not that bad in the grand scheme of things. I don't even know who this, like, white-faced 
Yeah, great goblin. Eating. Eating. Yeah. Great no, goblin. no, not the oh. grave goblin. I remember the grave goblins yeah, from the limbo yeah. from yeah. Dark Web. So that, that's where that all this kind of cool. I, I give that, that that's cool, cool design. I don't know yeah, if it's yeah. my thing. Yeah, but that's yeah. where all this stems from the Dark Web. But at the end, whoever ate the the zombie, the I don't, the know, limbo, that is, Haka, I don't know what that thing is. That, that, that's like some sort of uh, a hybrid of. You know, crying uh, uh, from the Ninja Turtles with something from Super Mario, and it's like, what the, what, what is that thing? I have no idea what it is. But, yeah, but I have I not. With it. Uh, I have not seen it. Um, but listen, Ed McGinnis's art was pretty cool. So, I mean, there's oh, that. he gives it. He's great. He's actually he's this rec rap is right up his alley in terms of like a McGinnis type, just a big muscular like you know you think of those old Public Enemies books. But yeah, um, that's what it reminds me of, and I love those books. So it's like, all right, yeah. yeah. No, it's good. I mean, overall, just like I, this this month's issues are kind of. Eh, it's all about what's coming next for me because what they're giving me is all right. Yeah, um, we basically got to get through this two this two or three issue, uh, uh, you know, uh, thing with Rick Rap or Bizarro Spider Man, whatever you want to call them. Uh, yeah, and just bear through it and, uh, and look at the pretty pictures, and then and then get the gang war. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's funny because you know no one what actually took the world by storm uh, dropped was it two days ago yesterday uh, the new ultimate run it seemed like everyone was I'm looking forward to that yeah uh, it, to uh, me it just seems like another version of renew your vows but uh, you know we'll, we'll check it out I mean it's, yeah, I, I think the difference the, it's nothing uh, new what, what, I, what I've been what I've been you know, sort of this is hard to sort of take into account because some of them are crazy but what I've been what I've been what I've been garnering from certain fans is that the, the difference that Ultimate Spider-Man seems to be focusing on is where uh, Renew Your Vows focused on, you know, the kids and MJ mm-hmm. being heroes. Yeah. This is going to still put the focus squarely on Peter. So, okay. So that's going to be the major difference. Also, the reason why I'm intrigued by that is because we're starting with Peter, or it seems to, again, there's no guarantee, but this is what people are extrapolating, is that it seems like Peter's going to start Spider-Manning, you know, as an adult, as per, as opposed to teenager. Interesting. So okay, that's a different um, dyna- that's a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm all in for that because like uh, like I told you a couple of episodes ago, the Ultimate Universe, the original Ultimate Universe, got me into reading Marvel because I was strictly mm. DC way back in, in the day. Um, so I'm I'm intrigued, especially by the Spider-Man title. Uh, but so now. Here's my plea to the folks over at Marvel. Not that they're listening to me, but here is my shot. They're definitely, if, they definitely if, listen. If, if, we're, if we're getting Peter and MJ, and they're married in the Ultimate Universe, let Peter six sixteen be with Black Hat, and let's stop this nonsense of back and forth yo-yoing with with Mary yeah. Jane. That that was uh, that's been one of the highlights of the of the uh, of the Wells run for me was the pairing of Peter and Black Cat only yeah. because so it, if I didn't get enough of it back in the day we can now have our cake and eat it too so let's let, why not do it yeah no definitely I I think you're on to something I wouldn't mind it I enjoyed it it's kind of it, you know I don't know, it gives me it was fun Black Cat vibes yeah I'm not gonna but I'm not gonna go to that level of, of you know shipping and ah you'll and ship it I know you're I, a big shipper YouTube videos and all that nonsense but. But let's see it. Why not? Let's see. I mean, we've got to get Peter out of this cycle of 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 you know, woe is me. I, I want to be with MJ because mm-hmm. because it does when he gets into that mode, it does great. It's like okay, let this character grow. Like can we can we move him? You know, can we? 
Yeah, that the the big kind of like wait and see about ooh what was happened between Peter and MJ what was the yeah big, that was a big nothing yeah, burger yeah. yeah it was kind of a big big uh, like yeah big nothing burger like you said so we kind of they built it up and it was kind of nothing and to be honest I kind of I'd rather go back to guessing about it than actually knowing what it was or being <laughs> yeah, in, you know, yeah. with yeah. Paul and the, and the demon kids but you, you know, know I, I don't want to sound mean or 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 kind of cruel but. I'm gonna be happy when this Paul character bites the dust. Like, yeah, I'm with you. I, got, I I'm, I'm ready to move on from Paul. Maybe and... I think by gang war, somebody will, will, will take him out. Like one, one of the gangsters, one of the mafia guys will take him out. I mean, he could just never appear in a book again, and I and don't even take the cannoli and call it a day. And you know, I, he doesn't even get the cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> well, they take the cannoli out of the car after they take care of it. That's what don't leave the cannoli. Never do that. That's. Oh. that's yeah, I am so done with Paul and everything involving yeah, him. Yeah. And I, it was cool. I, I, Wells is I, I I've enjoyed the Wells run, but yeah, this kind of stretch is, is kind of just not really my thing. You know, and again, it all started with Dark Web. I was like, first of all, like Dark Web was a crazy, ridiculous story to begin with, and then I just didn't like the decisions they did with Ben Ryland. Why do we have to do this with Ben? We just did this already. You know, he was jackal for a period of time. Let him be. Life. Let him. Let him As, do his yeah. thing. I much I much preferred uh, the Ben Riley stuff that Peter David was giving us when he was out in Las Vegas doing yeah. his own thing, you know, like just kind of go out, you know, have him do his own adventures and everything. But yeah, let him be a Spider Man or a Spider character on his own, and, and yeah, and do I'm his with thing. You. I'd read it, you know, I've read it in the past. I'd read I mean, it if yet. they want, they, he can just hang out on Staten Island. He can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's 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 all kinds of boroughs in New York. There's enough crime in New York to go around. I mean, right, clearly, right. But you know, so I don't know. These we'll two see. issues were not good for me, though. Just overall, again, it's all about what's coming, and what's coming is gang war, and that's what I'm really excited about. I can't wait to get into more some grounded uh, criminal level Spider-Man. I'm very excited. The, the combinations of Kingpin and Owsley and Tombstone. Yeah, really, it's going to be fun. I hope the Rose makes an appearance. I, I love the Rose back in the day. Yeah. So I, I, I would love him to make an appearance and come back. And, and you know, it just he's one of my favorite characters as a kid. So overall, just kind of good, good, really, stuff, to look, good stuff to look forward to, which is, which is yeah, that's and, it. And, and, and again, you know, we're going to have these in, in a run, in any run, you're gonna have a few lulls now and again, right? It's just it's it's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I've yet to. T- it's very rare that I've seen a perfect run by by a creative team. So, I mean, just gotta stick with it. It's all yeah. Comic books are it's a it's a game of runs, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what it is. And if if you love the character, you'll stick through a couple of crappy issues. Yeah, it's that, when that, it's when three quarters of the run is crappy that's the problem. Hey, I mean, I'm still I'm still plowing through a detective. Still just well, God bless you because I gave up on that. <laughs> I'm glad oh, you. I'm glad someone else agrees with me because I felt like uh, I was in the minority there who did not. Yeah, like no, that I, I know there are people that like it, but I'm I'm not one of those people. God, you know, listen, yeah. if you like it and you understand what the hell is going on, God bless you. Uh, uh, maybe I'm too stupid. I yeah, know. that's. I don't know. Rom might be too too smart for me. Well, Adam, maybe a high evolutionary, and I'm just too stupid. But who that's, knows? <laughs> that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. That's it. You know, it takes all kinds to make the world go round. But exactly, 
Adam, it's, it was a pleasure. I, w- I wish we had a better topic to just dis- to discuss, but this is gang all we war. got this, well, this we'll month. Fire for gang war. How about that? Well, yeah. How, was, well, how about we do this again next month and we'll see where this leaves us, huh? Yeah, I mean we're gonna get more of Bizarro Spider Man, but we'll 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 we'll, 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 we'll grit through it together and we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll share the pain. Yeah, uh, exactly. Why don't you plug away and tell the audience where they can find you? Yeah, so if you want to follow me on, on X or whatever the hell it's called this week, it's at Adam underscore Leafs fan. Uh, I have a podcast network where I talk about everything from lots of Daredevil, lots of DC, Batman and Superman. At, it's the Multiverse Music Podcast and Bitcast Network. It's on YouTube. It's on Podbean. Uh, you'll find it in the Facebook group for, uh, you know, Straight Outta Gotham. I mm-hmm. post there all the time, so if, if if you just want a quick link, go there to the Facebook group there and you'll find it, but it's on YouTube, and that's where you catch me talking about all this nerdy goodness. It's good. Good stuff, Adam. Uh, yeah, Adam's always posting in Straight Outta Gotham, so if you ever want, if you don't know where to find him, you could start there. He's on, he's on Twitter, and he's everywhere where everybody else is, you know, just spreading the good word, having some good conversation, and uh, doing the good stuff. So I want to thank you again for joining us. My um, pleasure. You, the wonderful audience, please stay tuned after the jingle, because we got some more spider talk with uh, spine-tingling Spider-Man. Uh, stay tuned. What's up, guys? Uh, Welcome to the final segment of the show where we're going to be talking about um, an interesting book, uh, a book that's really caught my eye, is Spine Tingling Spider-Man. This book is written by uh, Saladin Ahmed and drawn by Juan Ferreira. Um, I hope I pronounced both of your names right. Uh, And I'm really interested in this book. Um, I think it's pretty fascinating. Um... Uh, in terms of like crazy wackiness, the wackiest thing about the book <laughs> is that Spider sides uh, in the book. He's not necessarily my favorite, uh, you know, character, but uh, overall, it's very interesting. Um, it's a lot more. It's a lot. It's different from issue zero. This is issue one. I believe this is part of a, uh, an overall like four part story. Two in, we got two more stories to go, and I think it, I think it ends sometime in the uh, December. So we have an issue in November, issue December, and I'm not really sure how it plays out because issue zero was a lot different than issue one. There was like that whole song thing where Peter couldn't hear it. Blah blah blah. This one is interesting because, you know, it's advertised, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's just because of it's, it's in October, but the scariest Marvel book ever. And while I just didn't necessarily think the book was scary, I thought it was very suspenseful. I kind of was leaning more towards that aspect. Um, basically, Peter kind of wakes up and nobody knows he's there, knows who he is. So there's like this kind of like identity crisis, for lack of a better term, but it's not really his identity. Everyone else doesn't know who he is. Like he calls out May, he wakes up in his apartment, and apparently it's like a showroom. So the cops are there, blah, blah, blah. And it's, there's some really funny interactions and some really cool stuff involving Peter. And like the Aunt May stuff was kind of, kind of crazy. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> the way they, they, they pulled it out and how they kind of had this confrontation. And even uh, Mary Jane's was interesting. You know, Peter meets up with her in the street. Hey, MJ, blah, blah. Hey, help. I don't know this guy. This guy's bothering me in a crowd forms. And all of a sudden, Peter, you know, realizes not only is he in a place where nobody knows who he is, he's in a place without his powers. So he's kind of just a generic, you know, jag, just another guy. And, you know, he gets to experience bringing what, not necessarily what pain we feel in normal people. Um, you know, he, obviously he has his spider abilities, but he's, he's now somewhat more normal. Um, and it's, it's a really interesting book. It's, it's unlike anything Spider-Man I've ever seen. There's, there's kind of like this 
ghoulish aspect maybe to the book that maybe that leans more towards this like the scariest Marvel book ever but it's really interesting because there's someone behind this someone's messing with Peter he doesn't know who he is so maybe there's some supernatural effect to it I, I kind of think it's very interesting you know by book's end Peter ends up on this train trying to find out you know who's behind all this and it just kind of gets re- it gets, re- it gets I'd say this is the part where it probably gets really scary really, hor- really horror movie-esque type and uh, it's a really nice change of pace from the previous, well, not from the previous stories, but from prior Spider-Man stories. Amazing going a little bit more of the supernatural, let's say, fantastical route. Um, you have Ultimate, which is coming out in January, which is which will be after this, which seems to be relaunching. Uh, Dan Slott's Spider-Man seems to be more, while still dealing in the fantastical realm, a little bit more grounded. Um, but it seems like issue two will connect directly because they tease it up with a really cool cover image, uh, teasing up what's coming up next. So we'll see what happens there. But overall, this is a really fascinating book. I want everyone to check this out because I think this is really worth your time. Five for five bucks, four ninety nine cover price. I think you can't go wrong with this story. Um, you know, you mix that w- with all the other Spider Man stuff, and you know, <laughs> it it kind of stands on its own. Um. Yeah, you know, I really, I'm really into this. Uh, I was kind of, I wasn't sure if this was kind of going to be like nonstop Spider-Man, or it was just not going to be my thing. But this is something really unique, really different. Um, you know, I, I dig the fact that Peter doesn't have his powers, and nobody knows who he is. That's kind of it takes a little bit of that what we saw at the end of No Way Home, right? And kind of brings it into print a little bit. And uh, it's cool, you know, he, we'll see if anyone knows who he is. Usually, like, in these situations, someone like Doctor Strange or somebody remembers who Peter is, right? Uh, but to have Mary Jane and both Aunt May not know who he was created for some uh, pretty impressive tension. Um, the And I gotta say that uh, Ferreira's art is really good. It's really good. It's It's clean, it's crisp, you know, like, the lines are very fine it's it's just it's it's very nice artwork you know the backgrounds are a little bit more yeah it's he can go from like kind of like a splashy page spider-man swinging through the city to just kind of like whoa hold on peter in front of a old school purplish panel you know like there's a mix in there um some really good not only panel placement but just like you follow the way the follow stories and scenes like there's like peter wakes up there's a scene scene a, a shot from atop the room looking down on the fan and there's peter with a police around him because he's like trespassing right so there's a lot of cool uh shots and just not shots but panels and how he drew them i think that's really really cool stuff and then you know the colors in the book really stand out too it's not it's 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 very different because like when there's something, I want to say, where emotions are intense, whether it's an action or fight or flight type thing. Um, who is the colorist on the book, actually? I don't know. Uh, as I try to find that. But it, it's it's very distinctive. Like, they want you to like, okay, boom, here you go. This is what's happening. This, this is happening, so we're going to change it up a little bit as I'm searching to find the colorist. But... You know, like I said, I didn't really enjoy... When I first opened this up, and they're like, okay, we're opening with Spider-Side. That's that's something. I don't really remember him from Issue Zero or what was going on with him. But, uh, it, you know, Spider-Man made quick work of him, which kind of just opened us up for the story. You know, it's kind of like that cold face, cold face, two-face cold open from Batman Forever. They just get you right into the book, get you right into some action that you're really going to love, and then you move on to the rest of it. Um... 
And that's what I really, that's what I like about the book, because it's, it's from page one, you're just hooked. You know, you're like, man, this is some good quality stuff. I can't find the, <laughs> I can't find the credits of this book, actually. I don't know where, where they put them, but um, the colorist did a fantastic job. I don't know who it is. I don't know if it was, for, oh, here we go. Colors are by uh, Ferreira. Ferreira did it all. Great. He did everything but the letters. Cool. That's good stuff. Yeah, he did a fantastic job overall um i'm really excited for issue two i think everyone should really check this out it's it's a fun story and it you know i think it's only going to get better i don't know like I, I don't know who's possibly capable of doing this i don't know if this is a new villain or if this is an older villain what if mysterio's involved i don't know like the, the possibilities could be endless right now because all you're doing is speculating you know i'm i say mysterio because i'm thinking of like well peter sees things that are familiar but they're not familiar so maybe you know there's something there i uh i i, I can't figure it out which is what uh, a good storyteller does, and Ahmed's really, uh, really crushing with these two issues because he's really got my attention more than anything outside of Gang War, which I'm anticipating, and uh, as you've heard throughout the show, um, within the coming months, that's really where my focus is at. But uh, until then, Spine Tingling is pretty much the the story that I, I I've, I've enjoyed the most. Really, you know, I don't know if uh, I got I got to find out. I got to remember where I left off with Slot Spider Man, but um. You know, I haven't read that in a while. I don't know if they're still doing that or if it, what's going on, but we'll have to pick up with that. But right now, Spine Tingling is a fantastic, fantastic story for people to read. Um, don't be ashamed. Don't be uh, afraid to spend uh, the five bucks. And to be honest, if you're going to dump, if you're going to, if you guys to pick one between this, Spider-Man shipped twice this month. So if you're doing, a, if you're, if you're confused and you're like, hey, what do I do? To be honest, I would pick up Spine Tingling. Over the two issues of Amazing, that's how good I think it is, and uh, you know, good quality story and uh, something different, something for to cleanse the palate. But that's all I got to say about Spine Tingling Spider-Man. Go out and read that, and I would like to thank you all for tuning in for another episode of the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. We are a podcast brought to you by the Batman Podcast Network, and uh, there are other great shows on that network. Just head on over to BatmanOnFilm.com. Checking uh, the podcast drop down and uh, take a look at what everyone else has to offer because everyone has some great shows for you to listen to. So please give my friends a listen. Uh, they totally deserve it. And uh, thank you once again for listening to episode 20 of the Italian Spider Man Coalition podcast. And we want you all to remember with great sauce comes great macaroni. Until next time.